Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Gateway Rescue Mission, meeting the physical and spiritual needs of the homeless right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Check us out at www.gatewaymission.org. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me on this Saturday night, just 20 minutes or so after Ole Miss wrapped up a win over Tulane. It was uh, not exactly what you were hoping it would be, but it's a 17-point win. That's kind of weird to say, but we're going to get into that. Ole Miss won by 17, and fans are not exactly thrilled with the team's performance. I feel like yesterday, a lot of people would have taken 17 points, but you're right if you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable. So we'll talk about the good, we'll talk about the bad, and then what's next for Ole Miss. Again, I'm Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And wherever you get your podcast, if you're listening to this on the website... We appreciate you checking out supertalk.fm, but please uh, pull out your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe, and leave a rating and a review. So Ole Miss wins, again, by 17 points. It was actually, if you look at just the box score, you would think that Ole Miss kind of had a dominating day, and we know that that really wasn't the case, but 37-20 was the final uh, a little box score cleaning for you, uh, house cleaning for you, and then we'll get into the actual uh, important stuff. Jackson Dart. Uh, better than the number suggested that he was, 17 of 27, 267 through the air, two touchdowns, had that one interception. Dayton Wade uh, slipped uh, on his break. That was not on quarterback. The ball was placed correctly. Wade just slipped, and honestly, I, I mean, it's something that I observed. Maybe true, maybe not. It felt like Ole Miss was slipping a lot on, on the turf today. I have no idea if that was uh, because of anything equipment-related or just kind of something that I noticed during the game. But Wade slipped. ball would have been on the money. He was covered, uh, but still. Uh, so that was your interception. Uh, on the other side, Kai Horton went for Tulane because uh, their superstar quarterback that everybody was talking about and worried about uh, could not go today. And frankly, Ole Miss did a really good job on him defensively with the exception of a couple of explosive plays. He was 15 of 37 for 231, and a good portion of those uh, yards came on one play. And then late in the game, when the game uh, was decided, Ole Miss sacked him four times. Also, uh, Ole Miss held Tulane to 111 rushing yards on 45 carries. That's 2.5 per carry. But on the flip side, Ole Miss only ran for 2.5 per carry. Judkins had uh, 48 on 18 carries. That's good for 2.7. Sacks are factored into this. Jackson Dart uh, gained 61 yards on the ground, but lost 20 because of sacks, so he only had a net of, uh, of 41. Dayton Wade was uh, the, the big standout for Ole Miss offensively today. 106 yards on his seven receptions. He was really good, made a couple of clutch catches, especially late in that game, falling on his back and kind of tipped it to himself. Made an incredible play there as well. Watkins added 60. Trey Harris got hurt in the game. Don't know what his status is. Uh, Lane's going to be talking to the media any minute. That's going to be something that we'll, we will have to uh, get into tomorrow, figuring out uh, what's wrong with him. But he did have a touchdown catch himself, and so did Michael Trigg. Uh, One reception, 21 yards, and a big one. Uh, A huge play that put the game away on fourth down, fourth and six. A false start 
kind of saved Ole Miss. Not saved Ole Miss. That's a little hyperbolic. But saved that drive anyway when Ole Miss had a slim lead. Jackson Dart escapes pressure, throws it to Trigg, gets a touchdown. And uh, that really sealed the game. So how about we start with the good? Then we'll get to the bad here uh, in a little bit. But the good, first of all, it's a win. It's a road win. It's a cover. You beat a ranked team by 17 points. So that can't be lost in this discussion, regardless of uh, the absence of Tulane's quarterback. And, you know, it's a 17-point win on the road against a ranked team. Uh, with a, a caveat, and we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, the good, though, I want to start with defense. Uh, frankly, early in the game, it looked uh, as squirrely, the uh, the right word. I, I, don't, I don't know what word to describe it as, other than uncomfortable. You had a couple of big plays from Tulane early. They, Ole Miss goes right down the field in three plays and scores a touchdown, and Tulane basically did it right back to Ole Miss. Uh, on a third down, it was like a 57-yard passing touchdown, I believe, that um, allowed Tulane to tie the game. And Ole Miss went into the locker room, uh, having given up 17 points, three of which came after a, a bad punt return. But still, uh, Ole Miss gave up 17 points uh, in the first half. Much, much, much better uh, defensively in the second half for Ole Miss. And, and that's, frankly, that's what won the game. Is Ole Miss defensively had a really, really good second half. They forced two turnovers, one of which went back for a touchdown, and only gave up three points. In the half. So Ole Miss was plus four in points just with their defense. Forced a couple turnovers. Really shut down the run game. Secondary was was really good. And again, regardless if Michael Pratt was there or not, you saw marked improvement from the defense from the first half to the second half. They, they clearly, whether it was, and look, I'm not smart enough from watching the way I did to like be able to tell you what Pete Golding did schematically or, or whatever, but they controlled the line of scrimmage in the second half. Secondary made really good plays. I don't like their tackling in space, truthfully, but I'm kind of nitpicking because especially DeAndre Prince was good late in that game, shutting down at corner. Saunders was good as well. But up front, Pegues had a really good day. Ivy had a really good day. Ukwu had a really good day. Mostly, of course, all of these in the second half, but they stopped the run. They forced a couple of turnovers, and that, Obviously, here's breaking news more 11. That matters when you can win games with your defense. And early, it kind of felt like it was going to have to be a shootout. They settled in. They controlled the line of scrimmage. They made an inexperienced quarterback uncomfortable. They got to him a lot. They dialed up pressure. And you got some really nice performances uh, on the defensive side of the ball, especially in the second half. People were concerned after the first week. Frankly, I I still think it's an incomplete because Michael Pratt didn't play. This is Tulane. As you guys know, Alabama is two weeks from right now. Uh, When you're in Tuscaloosa, LSU's coming to your place. It gets a lot more difficult than this. But this is what I've been talking about all offseason. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect all season. But if you watched that game today and didn't think better, then you and I watched a different football game. They were better today, and they were better in the second half, and that's why they won the game. It was because of a good second-half defensive performance. Again, only three points. They shut Tulane down, allowed the offense to score some, got a defensive touchdown. Big, big day for Pete Golding in, uh, in his defense, and that is what won the game for, uh, for Ole Miss today. We'll keep talking about the good after I tell you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online. ABSMS.com is the website. If your business is located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, again, check them out online. ABSMS.com. If you need office technology, that's the place to do it. 
Advantage Business Systems has got everything you need from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, IT projects, phone systems, whatever the case may be. If it's tech, if it's in the office, and you need it, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They've got 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi, so there's likely one in your backyard. They've got a friendly staff. They will remember who you are, and I can attest to that. They also have online banking like everybody does, but their online banking platform is a one-stop shop, so you don't need multiple apps to manage your money. Just an internet connection is all you need with Priority One Bank. They make you their priority. Uh, Jackson Dart. Uh, I thought was uh, actually good today. Now, his numbers aren't going to scream off the page at you. 17 of 27 for 267 and a couple of touchdowns and a pick. That's not like a superstar day. And um, that's why you have to watch the games instead of just looking at box scores because Ole Miss up front on the offensive line was abysmal today. And we'll get to that here in a little bit. But despite that, Despite being under duress basically the entire game, he showed you what I think is is his best quality, and it's toughness. Uh, He had a couple of of long physical runs in the second half, but no, no, ooh, I am speaking terribly. His toughness was spotlighted the most in the fourth quarter on fourth down after a false start. He's under pressure, somehow escapes that pressure, should have been a sack but escapes that sack, keeps his eyes downfield, flips it over to Trigg for a touchdown. Having been beaten up all day, which is essentially what he he was, he was was under pressure, he was getting hit a lot, he was sacked four times, he was beaten up today. And and to be in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, on such a a key possession, such a key play, not possession, a key play on fourth and six to seal the game, he's under pressure, he escapes that pressure, keeps his eyes downfield, and throws... A, uh, a touchdown pass. He wasn't rattled. He stepped up late. I thought he had an admirable performance today considering how bad his offensive line was in front of him, and he willed that offense to a win. He was a... That was a... a performance from a quarterback that you can win a lot of games with. But he can't do it all by himself, and we'll get to that here in a little bit. But I thought Dart was good today. Maybe not great, but good. Had a couple of drops in there as well that affected his number some. But pretty bad up front, and that impacted how you should look at his performance today. Dayton Wade was really good, especially in the second half. As I said before, seven receptions, 106 yards, including a clutch, clutch, falling down. Ball was just a touch behind him. He controls it with one hand, brings it down. That was a huge play, especially in Trey Harris's absence. Watkins was, uh, he was good. You had a, a couple of miscommunications between quarterback and wide receiver. Aiden Williams, for example, was was blocking on what everybody else on the offense thought would have been um, a pass play. I don't know what the miscommunication was there, but um, you had a drop from Jalen Knox that uh, really cost Ole Miss there for a second. And so uh, kind of an incomplete from the wide receiver room still today. Uh, Kyron Heath didn't get a reception, so I don't exactly know what to make of the tight end's performances today. Priest Corn possibly going to be back for this week, but more likely uh, back for Alabama. Maybe that will change things uh, a little bit. So Wade was good. Watkins was good. We'll see about Trey Harris's health, but there are issues. uh, Possibly there are issues with depth at wide receiver, at least right now. 
Aiden Williams has got to know what he's doing. Jalen Knox has got to come up with easy pitching catches, and, and he did not today. But overall, um, Dayton Wade was a, a shining star as well on offense. The bad? The line of scrimmage. And defensively, they got better as the game went on. They absolutely got better as the game went on. Defensively, they ended up controlling the line of scrimmage. Uh, again, Tulane rushed for what? 2.5 yards per carry. They had 45 carries for only 111 yards. Uh, so mostly about the uh, the offensive line. That was horrible. Let's just call it what it is. Let's be honest about Ole Miss up front today on the offensive line. They were horrible. Uh, they were horrible all game long as well. I, I don't. There were a couple of good drives in the second half that were blocked well, but man, uh, that was in a completely uninspiring performance. And I know that Tulane is good up front. They're an experienced team, and, and, I, and I get it, and they were ranked, and I know all of those things. But you've had Alabama in two weeks, LSU in three, Arkansas in four. You, you're playing Texas A&M. You've got to go to Starkville. You've got to go to Athens. What you saw up front from your offensive line today is going to lead you to lose possibly all of those games if there is no improvement. Um, some of the personnel decisions I, I thought were a little bit interesting, what they're doing at left tackle um, and frankly, I don't like calling individual players out, but but Micah Pettis was a liability all day long, and, and you know they they kept going to him and kept going to him, and and I wonder if there's not a better option, especially when it looks like that. Um, they were atrocious up front on the offensive line today, and it could have cost them that game. There's nothing that Judkins can do as good as he is if they are getting beaten up as badly as they were getting beaten up today. There's only so much a running back can do, and there's only so much a quarterback and an offense can do when you are getting beaten up that bad up front on the offensive line. So is that who they are all season? I guess we'll have to see. But that look that we got today from Ole Miss on the offensive line was atrocious. And they're not going to win many SEC games if that doesn't dramatically improve from now Starting in two weeks when they play Alabama, I think they can win. Uh, the, I think they can beat Georgia Tech regardless. But that was awful up front. The the film study is going to be a tough one for a handful of guys on the offensive line. Um, whenever that happens, is that who they are? We will we will have to see because if that is who they were, they're not winning many games this year. It's really that simple. They have to improve and they have to do it. Right away. Didn't get the look that I was hoping to get. I didn't learn as much as I was hoping to learn from this team. But I do think that even though it's Tulane and even though it was a backup quarterback, you saw or you should have seen, or should I say I saw anyway, marked improvement from Pete Golding's defense. I think you got a tough quarterback. It's a 17-point win on the road. If I would have told you on Friday Ole Miss is going to win by 17, what would your reaction have been? You would have taken it. Didn't look quite like that, but it was one of those nonetheless. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back on Sunday night for the live stream, uh, 7.45, hopefully starting then. It depends on when I get back from the uh, Saints game, but uh, see you Sunday night. Enjoy the win. Enjoy New Orleans, and I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.